MLM Nation, episode 361. If you treat this business and this profession like a profession and like a business, it will pay you more than what you think that you might be worth right now. And it, you know, it'll blow your mind in the next five, 10 years. If you want to be successful, you just have to copy what MLM leaders do. Where you'll learn strategies, secrets, and inspiring stories from today's top MLM income earners. Hey, MLM Nation. If you want to recruit more reps and also create duplication, I highly recommend you check out my free training. It's a webinar, my sponsoring workshop. This teaches you the seven steps to become a top recruiter and the mental tricks I did. It also talks about a six-figure close. You can use immediately to close a prospect, whether it's for a customer or for a business, it works both ways. It uh, also talks about a lot of different strategies that I use to become a top recruiter. I recruit over 80 people a year, consistently year after year. That's actually helped help me make over a million dollars in the business. It's a free webinar. Go check out it at sponsoringworkshop.com. Again, www.sponsoringworkshop.com. Go get your pen and paper ready. I'm sure you can get tons of value. And if you have questions, make sure you bring them onto the webinar as well. Again, sponsoringworkshop.com. And I look forward to seeing you there. MLM Nation, this is Simon Chan. And let me ask you, what's your purpose and vision? My purpose in doing what I do is to have a positive impact as many lives as possible. And that's why I founded ML Nation. Now, I'm loud and proud to be in the network marketing profession because I have three beliefs. Number one, network marketing allows us to fulfill our unlimited potential. So write that down. Number two is network marketing allows us to give back more. And I want you, whatever success you have, to give back more. Number three, most important, network marketing allows us to be a better leader at home. It allows us to be better parents. A better spouse because we're always leading by example. You can take the lessons you learn from these top leaders, from myself, and apply it back to home. And our mission at ML Nation is to empower 10,000 distributors to achieve a full time income. Now, ML Nation, you must have a clear purpose and vision because otherwise, you'll never do the uncomfortable things that are necessary for success to happen. That's why your purpose and vision is so important. It's what's going to pull you and motivate you. And before we start today's show, make sure you check out our partner, Networking Times. If you like ML Nation, you'll love Networking Times. Each issue is packed with amazing training stories just like MLM Nation. Go check it out at mlnation.net forward slash times. And now, I'm super fired up. Let's go to today's training. MLM Nation, this is Simon Chan. I'm fired up to bring our special guest today, Tanya Eliza. Hey, Tanya, are you ready to make it happen? I'm ready. Let's do this, MLM Nation. Tanya Elias is a former Burt Al finance specialist who finally escaped the corporate rat race and now lives the life that most people dream of. She loves the beach, flip-flops, Greek food, and her amazing husband, Caesar. You know, Tanya and I are friends, and one of the cool things Tanya and I got connected with, with is, even though we're out there doing online stuff, we're, we're both shy, quiet, and introverted. And uh, when Tanya got started in network marketing in 2009, she did okay. But her business really took off the next to the next level when she started to leverage social media and with her online blog in 2010. And this show, she's going to talk about what she does online. Tanya's passion today is teaching entrepreneurs and network marketers how to position themselves as an irresistible authority that people can't resist joining. 
by using social media. So, Tanya, I've given ML Nation just a brief intro, but take us back to 2009. What did you uh, used to do in finance, and how did you discover network marketing? Ah, so long story short, all right. Um, I think network marketing found me. I didn't find it, and I think that's a story for most people when they, you know, get involved with network marketing. Um, but I used to work as a finance specialist um, for a very large automotive group in Vancouver, Canada, and I did really well. And I just had no time. Like I was wanting to travel the world, and if I take vacation, my boss would be like you can't go for very long, we need you here. And so I wanted to have a family one day, I knew that, I wanted to be a mom, and I was looking at my career at that time, which was really good money-wise, but time-wise I was like, I don't know, right? So I started thinking, you know, what else is out there, what could I do that I could still make, you know, a good income that I, that I was making? Um, and I guess when you like start thinking, right, the law of attraction, works and starts coming, you know, weird things start happening in your world. And a girlfriend of mine called me up one day and said, Hey, can you come support me over at my house? We're doing this thing. <laughs> and because I'm a really good girlfriend in 2009, we drove over to her house and uh, learned about network marketing. And when I saw it, I was really skeptical. I was like, I was the one sitting on the couch, like my arms crossed and I'm like, oh yeah, this is, you know, one of those things and, you know, whatever. So the people that were doing the presentation though, um, when they got to the type of money that you could make, um, they kind of told me, they said, hey, yeah, we're making about, you know, $400,000 a year and we work very, very, very part-time. And I was looking at their income. I was like, they, they make double what I make at that time. And they were working like a quarter of the time that I was I was working. So I actually said, can you prove that you're making that kind of money? Because <laughs> um, I'm like your analytical type, right? Super skeptical. And, uh, you know, when I saw what they were making and what they were doing and the time that they could spend with their kids, I was like, this is awesome. Sign me up. I was like on full order auto ship and I, I dove in with both feet. Um, so I was like that supportive friend, super skeptical, um, but really just was time poor. So if anybody listening to this, cause I think this will be really helpful. If you have people on your list that you think, oh, they're super busy, they're super successful. They might not find what I'm doing of interest. You have to talk to those people because I was one of those people. And I'm really glad that my girlfriend, Michelle, in 2009 was bold enough to call me and say, can you come over to my house? Um, I'm doing this thing and I need you to support me. And she had a terrible invite. It was it was just because I was a good friend. I went and supported her and I was skeptical. And so it was good for her to have the right people share with me. Um, and, you know, she leaned on the credibility of, of her upline. And because of that, you know, fast forward from 2009 to now, my life is so different. If I work, great. If I don't work, I still get paid. And uh, we make a lot more money than I did as a finance specialist, but I don't need to like work all those crazy grueling hours. So long story short, and obviously there's struggle in there. It didn't go from like, wow, magic right away. But yeah. So what, what was um, your first couple of weeks like after you got started? Right. So first, and I know we had a conversation about this. We laughed at this at one of the latest events that we were at together. Um, I think, oh my gosh, I, I almost quit 
because I found some scam articles online because I'm a research junkie. So I got home and I signed up into this company and I'm like all in and I'm literally doing what they told me to do. So they told me to make a list. They told me to go through this training. I was like, I was like, hey, if somebody's making a lot more money than I am and they're more successful, I'm going to listen to what they tell me to do and I'll follow the leader on this. But I got home and like, I think it was two days later, I'm doing research on the internet and I find this scam article and I'm like, oh my goodness, I'm in a scam. <laughs> and I had no idea. And thank God I was, you know, with somebody at the time who was like, you know, whoa, 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 like let's do our due diligence here. Let's just pay attention to what, you know, these people are saying. So I almost quit. I almost got blown out of the water with a scam article. However, I had enough faith in the people that shared the industry with me um, that I stuck in. But I literally did everything that they told me to do. So I was a sponge. I made a list. I started contacting my people. Um, but I did it all wrong, Simon. And I like they, they told me to invite people to, you know, home party. And I did that. But then I was like, I'm just going to blast all my Gmail contacts with this email and invite them all. I'm not gonna pick up the phone and actually call people. I'm gonna like tell people I'm in this business opportunity and I'm gonna have all these people like think I'm, uh, you know, I'm, uh, they're gonna, they'll all be jumping in the boat. They're all gonna wanna do this. And like I sent out a whole big email blast. I like took hours to write this beautiful email that I said way too much. I should have never even done an email. And I blew out like all my contacts. Like they didn't even pick up the phone when I called. So, I think there's a lot of people that have been down that road. Um, so I did a lot of right things. I did a lot of wrong things. But I think my first two weeks was, you know, I think for me, it was the biggest thing. It was trying to figure out what I was doing, build belief in what I was doing. And I think the belief took about six months to actually build for real. Um, and I, the biggest thing that helped me was three, two, uh, two and a half, two and a half months after I started um, my my leadership at the time said, Hey, you need to be at this event. We have our annual event coming up in uh, January. I started the business in November and I lived in West coast, Canada and the event was in Florida. I had to go across country to another country. And I was like, no, I don't need an event. Ah, I'm good. And uh, they said, well, it'll help your business. And I was like, I need to go, you know, so I, I actually went and I listened to a lot of um, testimonials and listened to a lot of stories there. And I finally like said, OK, this might work, you know, and then I just started working it for real. And that was no joke. Cross country. That's like a six hours, seven hours from Vancouver to Florida. That's like as far as you can go in North America almost. Yeah, I wish it was seven or eight hours. <laughs> it's like 13 if you get a good travel path you know it can be a long it can be a long flight hmm. so um you talk about you you know you blasted that gmail blast right to everyone so what happened to those contacts did you ever reconnect with them or what happened to them some of them i did um and i i think you know you build out your list we built out our list as big as we could um and we just started contacting and I did. I, I would go back and I'm trying to remember back in 2009, I would go back and I would I would contact them and then I would invite them to to a home party that we did. And I was literally doing, um, you know, I just looked at all these leaders that were in positions that I wanted to be in. And I said, OK, well, what are they doing? And let's just model that. 
And they were all doing home party after home party after home party. And I was like, okay, wherever I can fit in a home party, I'm going to do it. You know, I bought the flip chart at the time. We didn't have PowerPoint presentations. They were just coming out when I joined. So at the time, everyone was still buying the $300 easel and flip chart. And I was learning how to tell all the same jokes. Like I was being super duplicated. Like I was duplicating like to the T what these guys were doing. And I was flipping the chart and I was like telling the jokes at the same time that the jokes were being told. Um, but then, you know, we started to get, um, you know, PowerPoint presentations and we started to learn that, but I was all in, like, I just listened to the people that were in the same position that I wanted to be in making more money than me, more successful and, and more time free really. And, uh, did a lot of things right. And then I did a lot of things wrong in the, in the meantime, but I think that's everyone's journey. Uh, you know, you're going to find the things that work really well for you. Some's going to work well for others and something else you know you're just gonna find out what that is for you i'm gonna go back to what you said tanya i think uh, you talk about modeling and copying what successful people do i think you did did something that most people they think they're copying but they're not copying it's like you say you get the easel the same easel the same presentation and even you tell the same jokes at the same time yeah right? that is it and it worked out for you right you start you start start building a business i think a lot of you you know, if you're going to duplicate something, duplicate all the way and not just like 80% and leave out things. Tanya did completely everything. And that's why she, you know, she's very, very coachable. You, you, you did. And, you know, coachable, you went to the events and you started seeing some success. Um, was this a specific turning point? Or maybe this really leads to the next question. It's like, how did you start getting online? Why, why was, uh, how did you go doing easel charts, buying $300 easel charts to do online? <laughs> that's funny easel charts uh the easel chart process right <laughs> um so it's one form of duplication what's that it's one type of duplication the easel chart right there's many ways to get to the same angle and i think a leader is just going to find the way that suits them best but they're never going to quit if one thing doesn't work for them so if one thing doesn't work for them and they don't like one way of building their business they're going to find a way to build their business that does work for them. And I think that defines the leaders versus the people that just try this thing out and then they end up quitting. Right. So for me, it was 2009. I started. So I for about a year, I did almost close to a year. I did a everything the way that they taught the system, the corporate, you know, our team. They did it very traditionally um, for for the MLM industry. Right. And so I followed that. And then I I, I had an, my dad actually um, passed away in 2010, um, totally sudden. Uh, it, he was 61 years young, super active, good diet, all this. And, you know, uh, one day woke up, hopped in the shower and had a stroke and didn't come back. And that was in 2010. So we were completely like shaken up as a family, shaken up as a family. And uh, I took time off my finance job and I um, went home to, to take care of my mom and take care of the family and just spend that time there. And I noticed at that point in time, and I was only making probably $1,500 maybe a month in my network marketing company at that time. And I really didn't, I didn't really take it as seriously as I should have. It was more like a hobby. I was treating it like a hobby at that time. And, um, but I took the time off work, went home to visit my family 
and realized even though I wasn't working my finance job and that paycheck wasn't coming in, I still had money coming in. And it was like this pow, like right between the eyes. I was like, okay, I'm not working and I'm still making money. And then I kept thinking back to the book I read, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. It was like, you want to get into the I quadrant if you're ever going to create, you know, massive success or at least that success that you know, most people dream of, or at least we should be working towards. And I was like, this is it. Like, this is so cool. So I finally decided my dad, number one, taught me like life's short and you may not have tomorrow. So we need to make the most of today, at least right now that we have. And so that was a huge eye opener. So that was a huge turning point for me, Simon, because I was like, I need to take this seriously. And so at that point in time, I decided to, you know, go full out in my business. And then about four months later, I had a friend of mine say, hey, I'm opening up a business in Costa Rica uh, since you're not working. And because like I had retired my job to build my network marketing company full time, um, just some things happened there. And I just, you know, went on my way to build my network marketing company. But uh he says, since you're not working, and I love that line because I was like, I was working. Like, I was out six nights a week doing home parties. I'm like, what do you mean since I'm not working? Like, of course I'm working. But he said, hey, I'm starting this business down in Costa Rica. Do you want to come and help me? So if anybody knows me, they know I love surfing and I love the beach. And it's like my jam to like, I could pitch a tent on a beach and be totally cool for the rest of my life. Um but he said, do you want to come help me? And I was like, oh, my gosh, this opportunity to move to Costa Rica. That would be so cool. You only live once. Like, let's do it. So I had this opportunity to move to Costa Rica. I made a decision to pack up a three-bedroom house, sell two cars, put everything in storage, and just go. But my business wasn't there um, doing business. So, like, you couldn't sign people up from Costa Rica. They just weren't legally there as, as a company. So I was like, okay, I need to find a way to find people to still sign up and sell to while I'm in Costa Rica. Cause I didn't want to let that, that business go. I'd worked so hard for it and I wanted to make a go of it. Um, so I came online and oh my goodness, I went down a billion and one rabbit trails trying to figure out how to build my business online. One, you know, one thing steering you in that direction, like LinkedIn, Facebook, blogging, like what do you do to find people that are interested in what you have and it took me about a year and I want to say like $12,000 of like money that I didn't have on courses and going down a billion and one rabbit trails to try to figure out how to build my business online and after that year um, so it was like from 2011 to 2012 um, I had a pretty breakthrough year where I was consistently generating um, about 10 at the time it, it was, it was 10 and I was happy with 10, 10 new people a day with phone numbers that were excited to hear from me about my business or my products. Um, so it took me a little while to figure out the flow and the processes that, that worked for me. Um, but literally I came on the internet to try to find out to build my business out of necessity because my company wasn't where I was going. Now, I think most people come to social media and the internet to build their business because they're, can I say it, like they're weak <laughs> and they don't want to like talk to people. They're like, I'll just have people come to me. You got to be bold. And you guys still talk to people. But um, at the end of the day, I did it out of necessity. And then I found a way to, to attract people to me and my brand and my value. And now we have so many leads coming in every day of people wanting you know, stuff from us 
that uh, it's a quality problem to have. We can't connect with every single one personally, but it's a quality problem to have after so many years of doing what we do now online. What do you see as some of the mistakes? Because you mentioned weak. A lot of people go to, go to the internet out of weakness. Because I'm scared yeah. to talk to people. I feel like I could just magically build online. What are some of the mistakes that most distributors make when they're building online? Um, I would say they replace their... They, they completely neglect their active prospecting while they try to build their passive prospecting model. So what I mean by that is if you are coming online and trying to learn how to use social media to attract people and have people reach out and ask you about your products and services or your business, um, if you're brand new, you should never completely replace that with your active prospecting. And active prospecting is you physically reaching out to people that are on Facebook or on your list that you've built in your network marketing business. So you want to, in the beginning, like I did, I was still doing active prospecting. And then while my passive prospecting, like people coming to me and requesting more information kicked in. Um, and it takes a little bit of time for that to happen. I'm not going to lie. It's, you got to set up your, your stuff properly, your Facebook lives, all that. You'll have enough people coming to you, but you should never completely eliminate your active prospecting until your passive completely takes over. Because, you know, you're in network marketing and got to reach out to people. <laughs> so when you actively prospect, do you actually call the, pe uh, you call the people? Yeah, call or message. Now we're living in an instant message world. It's a lot different than when it, I was back in 2009, 2010. We can, with proper messaging strategy, you can message people on Facebook, text message people on your list. Absolutely. So if someone was to get started, maybe they're old school, like doing it the way you used to do it, right? With the flip charts, the easel charts, uh, or just doing home meetings. Um, if you want to get started online, what are some things they should be doing? So this is super simple. Um, and I actually, I taught a little bit of this last weekend at my mastermind in Orlando. So I had like seven figure earners at this at this mastermind in our industry as well. And what I did and, I, and this is, seems so basic and so simple, but it's a way to leverage your time and automate what you're doing. I had the flip chart right in the beginning. So I'm flipping this chart and I'm out six nights a week um, trying to you know build business. And I'm doing the same presentation over and over. And in 2010, I had this aha moment. I was like okay, I'm flipping this flip chart, I'm doing this presentation, whatever your presentation format looks like for your company, right? I'm like, I'm doing this work six nights a week. There's gotta be a way I can automate this. Automate me, leverage me, right? So then I learned about video, right? Now video is not like it was when I learned about it. Video, you have Facebook Live, you have, you know, you have YouTube, you have all this, right? So I was like, what if I set up a camera and I taped myself, filmed myself doing the flip chart because we didn't have PowerPoint presentations then. So I was like, okay, I put the camera up and I'm like, I'm gonna automate myself and then my whole team can use this presentation and I can be doing presentations while I sleep. I was like, this is genius, right? So it all kind of started there, Simon, where I was like, put the camera on and I'm like doing the flip chart in front of the camera. And it was so funny because I didn't even know editing existed at the time. So I'd be like 10 minutes in and I'd make a mistake and I'd be like, oh my gosh, we got to start all over again. <laughs> I was like sweating at the end of it. I was like, oh my gosh, 
okay, we're done, right? Finally, after like 50 million takes, I've got this like video I can use. But now a day is you have the opportunity. Most network marketing companies have like um, a PowerPoint presentation that you can use or a slide deck, right? So you can get it from the company and then you can just record yourself um, doing the presentation. And I suggest you do it if you want to be a leader. Find somebody who's done it already, model them doing it, record yourself um, using ScreenFlow or Camtasia or even like Mac has something built into it that you can do, figure out how to do it. And then pop that up on a page, right? Like a blog page or a WordPress page or even just, you know, can find somewhere to host it or even a Facebook group. And then you can like direct people to that presentation all day long and it's just you now you're leveraged and you're putting yourself on on autopilot pretty much doing more presentations than you could physically do in a day but you're getting your information out there so i mean very simply and a lot of people are doing this right now they have like facebook groups and facebook groups are really hot so you have a facebook group you have a pinned post at the top where you have this video presentation that you just put people in the group and you show them that presentation and basically you just kind of you know, uh, ask them, you know, is what do you like best about it? Do you see an opportunity for yourself? And is there anything else you, you need to know before you get started? At a very basic level of somebody coming online, um, that's how I would automate yourself to present. And then, you know, you're just reaching out to people, asking them some questions about themselves, building that relationship, and then asking if they're open to learning more about, you know, helping them with whatever problems that they tell you that they have, and then pop them into this Facebook group and you know, put them on this video and then follow up with them at the very basic level without getting too technical with everything. I think this is what people should be doing um, because you're going to leverage yourself so much more and you're going to automate what you're doing so much more. And you're going to be able to reach more people with, with what you're doing so much more. Does that make sense? Yes. Awesome stuff and very easy to do. I mean, um, you can get a video very easily. You can also start your own Facebook group very easily and just get people in there and then See if they're open-minded. And like Tanya says, ask the right questions. And get yeah. Them. Very oh. good. Very cool. Hey, I'm going to shift gears a lot. I'm going to ask you my favorite question. Okay. Because you, you had said struggle before. What is your worst, worst moment in network marketing? To the point where you maybe even had regrets you did this and had second thoughts. Uh, maybe were worst moment to the point like most people will quit, but you didn't. And that's why you are where you are today. Hmm. My worst moment network marketing. Did I already share this with you, Simon? I may have a like many, well, many, you many. You shared many with me. <laughs> many worst moments. Um, gosh, I think, I think one of the, I mean, the worst moment that we had just doing like really dumb things. Like we would, we would rent out rooms that were so expensive in like in, in uh, condo buildings or whatever. We'd go door to door, giving out flyers, like, Hey, come downstairs. We're doing a presentation. Um, and, uh, gosh, email blasting everybody that would, that you don't want to do. Um, Worst moment? I don't know. I don't really categorize like worst moments because I always kind of go, well, they were a learning experience of some kind. But we definitely laugh at ourselves a lot with some of the dumb things that we have done, um, like email blasting out. I don't know. I need to. I need so to what think happened? About that. Uh, what happened? You rented out the room in an expensive condo, and then you try to fill up the room by giving out flyers at the bottom. Yeah. How yeah. did that? How did that go? 
terrible. We didn't sign up a single person. There was no purpose for the meeting. We're just like, if we can get everybody in this room and they don't know why they're there, and then we just start pitching them <laughs> a business opportunity and sharing our products with them, like everyone's going to sign up because our product is so amazing. But like nobody knew why they were there. They were there for like free food and we had some drinks. And, uh, and then we just started, oh my gosh, actually, yeah. So we, we had all these flyers. We flyered the place for like a week. We rented out the community area of the condo building at the bottom uh, floor. And it was like a games room. So they had like a pool table, a, foos table, a foosball table. They had a big screen for like movies or whatever. And then they had a little kitchen bar area. So my friends and I, who I was building the business with, were like, okay, one of them actually lived in that building. So we're like, we'll flyer everybody and we'll just tell them to come down to party. And then in the middle of the party, we'll start talking, we'll start playing the video and we'll start doing a presentation. And so everyone was in there. There was probably maybe like 20 people that came down. So I was like, whoa, this is cool. And then we, we got everybody in there and they're eating the food, they're eating the veggies and dip. And then we were like, okay, everybody, like come now and sit on this couch and watch this presentation. And they had no idea what they were like watching. Um, it was so terrible. And then, so we started, we pushed the play on the video and started playing this little video. And then I started like pitching them and these guys were all looking at each other like, I thought we just came down here for a party and to eat like free food and drinks. It was so terrible. <laughs> I love those stories. Just learning experiences, right? Yeah. That's where uh, we are. Yeah. We didn't, we didn't sign up a single person that night. <laughs> and I think we lost credibility with the building, the whole building probably. <laughs> Hey, what's one thing that excites you the most about network marketing now? Um, just the the fact that I think right now the most exciting thing is just the the age and time that we're that we're in. I don't think that network marketing is the same today as it well, I know it isn't the same today as it was five, ten, twenty years ago. Um, I think more and more people are loving the industry. It's losing its negative stigma, I think, because more people are getting educated on the industry. And I think that's really important. Um, so I think I think for everybody looking at the industry as a whole, including us being in it, it's the best time to be in it because the awareness of it is so different and more positive now. And there is more people with just the way the economy is going and the world is going that um, that this will be like one of the the top industries in the entire world. And it, it already is. There's billions made in our industry that people just don't realize, right? So I think timing is the thing that excites me most. Hey, I want to uh, go back and ask you a little bit about your blog because you have a very good blog. Uh, yes. How did the blog get started? I want to go back to the origin of the blog <laughs> and, uh, uh, and yeah. any blogging tips for those who you know have a blog or want to start one. Yeah. So I love blogging because it positions it at the time I was brand new. I didn't know anything. I thought I had nothing to offer as far as value to the world. And that was just my mindset. Um, but along the way in learning how to build my business online, somebody said, you have to have a blog. And then I looked at all these other leaders in network marketing and then even outside of network marketing, I saw blogs, of, you know, people with blogs, and I was like, okay, there's something to this. I need to have a blog. So I started a blog, and it did not look how it looks today. It looked super, 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 um, super ghetto. <laughs> and um, 
but it worked and it how it worked was it it helped me to position myself as a credible authority and expert that people took seriously whether or not i was making any money at the time or not they just saw i had my face on this website blog and they were like this person we we should listen to probably right so number one it kind of gains and adds credibility and authority to you even if you're brand new and it gives you a platform to give value, whether it's your value in the beginning or somebody else's value in the beginning. It gives you a platform to share stories and then make recommendations and suggestions. So one of the things that I do do now, Simon, is I teach people how to blog for their business and how to attract people to them uh, via their blog posts and their value that they put out on a weekly basis. And so when I got started, I was, I just saw all these people, they had blogs and, you know, I fumbled around with blogging. I was really inconsistent with it. And about 63 weeks ago, exactly on Monday, uh, actually 64 weeks on Monday, exactly. We have been producing a new valuable episode at Tanya Liza TV, posting it on my blog and just driving, you know, some Facebook ads. I posted on Facebook, but we drive traffic over there. People love the value so much that they request more information about my products, my services, and my business. And because we've been able to get it to work so well for us, um, we now teach other people how to, you know, make it work for them if that's something that they want to do. But I believe even being on social media, um, it's great, but you don't own the platform of which you build your, your medium on social media. So you have to have something that you own and control. And if you see how I operate myself on social media, I move from all my social media channels to my blog because that's where I can control my traffic. That's also where people can learn about me, um, you know, read my story, build a relationship with me. And then inquire about more information about working with me. And it's worked really well over the years. Um, so now that we've gotten it working well for us, you know, it's something that we teach and we share over there as well. Very good. So if people want to learn more how you teach people to blog, where do they go? Yeah, they can just hop over to my blog at um, TanyaEliza.com. And, uh, and then they can check out my products tab as well. And they'll see that I've got some things in there that will entertain them for sure. Here's a question from Trish. It says, you always give something free when you blog. How do you decide on that and still make it your own? Ah, yeah. So Trish, great question. I haven't always done that. Okay. So I used to have one thing that I give away for free, just one for like a year. I created this one thing and it was my home business survival guide or whatever freebie that you give out. And I just would use that in every one of my blog episodes. Now, after a year of doing that, I started to create a different one per blog and I would just figure out the topic that I would be blogging about and then I would figure out something congruent that would kind of be like the logical next step um, for additional, you know, dive deeper content. So if I'm talking about, um, you know, if I'm talking about, uh, you know, how to prospect and I'm like giving people tips on how to prospect, I might, I might share with, with people um, in a cheat sheet or a download a script that I use. So it's like I'll, I'll give people how to prospect and then I'll say, hey, if you want this script, if you want to download it, it's kind of like something that goes with that piece of content that they can download and they can use. And I like to keep it really simple. So like scripts or checklists or cheat sheets that people can actively use in their business. How do you choose uh, what topics to blog about? 
Oh, so easy. <laughs> so this is the question that so many people have. I don't know what to talk about. I got nothing to talk about. You have so much to talk about. So whatever your, your brand direction is in your business. So there's two directions that you can go if you are in network marketing. You can go in the business entrepreneur direction. You can be like the go-to person for entrepreneur business type advice. Um, or you can go in the, the industry direction of your network marketing company. So if you're in a health and wellness business, you can go like how you want to be the go-to person for anything like health and wellness related, fitness, recipes, all sorts of things. The best way to figure out which brand direction that you go in is to jump up in the morning out of bed and go, what am I most excited to talk about today? What am I most excited to talk about today? Now, if it's business information or marketing information, great. That's your brand direction. If it's health and wellness type information, if you're in health and wellness, great. That's your brand direction. And once you figure out your brand direction, you're going to figure out, okay, your target audience. So if you're going in, you know, the health and wellness direction, then you're going to be dealing with people who like health and wellness. And you're going to think about, okay, what do I offer that person who really likes health and wellness, right? And you're going to think about things that you can talk about. And the best way to do this is to go in other Facebook groups where your target audience is hanging out and see what kind of conversation is happening in there. You can get a ton of really good ideas for what to blog about. People will have questions. Anybody that has a question, do a blog post or a Facebook Live or a piece of content answering that question, right? And you can also, I learned this from Ray Higdon, um, and I love it, and I teach on it all the time because it's so great. You're like, well, I don't know what to talk about if I'm in health and wellness. Go to Google, type in Google, um, health and wellness magazines, okay, something like that, or fitness magazines, nutrition magazines, whatever it is. Click images, because then it's going to give you all of the images instead of, like, the, the links in Google, and all the images that come up will be magazine covers. And on the cover of each magazine, they have copywriters and editors that they pay tens of thousands of dollars to put the best topics and copy on the front of these magazines, right? We're not recreating the wheel. We're just kind of like leveraging what they already do. And then you're going to get a whole bunch of cool topics that you can also blog about or talk about on Facebook Lives. Pretty cool, right? Awesome. Like if, you, if you just did that, you would never run out of things to talk about in your niche. Never, ever. Absolutely. That's the hey. That's what the major, major golden takeaway here. ML Nation. If you like this, please share this episode. Let us know you're watching Tanya live. This dropping nuggets of wisdom here about building online. Gold. Uh, gold. <laughs> gold nuggets. Hey, ML Nation. Have you ever been paralyzed by fear of recruiting? You know. You want to be successful, you want to make money, you need to recruit, you need to talk to people, you got to prospect, you know, it's, uh, and every, what do you call it, every no is close to a yes, you probably heard of it before, right, and they're not rejecting you, they're just rejecting the opportunity, but still, you're paralyzed by fear, you're nervous. If this happens to you, if you don't know what I'm talking about, I welcome you to attend my free webinar, 11 Brain Hacks to Help You Overcome the Fear of Prospecting. Because I used to be the same way. You know, my first two months in the business, I made zero money. The reason why, I only talked to 10 people. And I was so scared. It took me two and a half months to talk to 10 people. I was just scared to approach people. And then one day, I had my big aha moment. 
I discovered some brain hacks, 11 little mental tricks I can say to yourself to help you overcome that fear. And once I overcame that fear, I was able to talk to people, at least five new people, five follow-ups, do three presentations a day, and that's my 553 routine. And it helped me become a top sponsor. I ended up uh, recruiting over 80 people a year for five straight years. So if you're interested to help you overcome your fears so that you can make the money and grow your business, go check out my webinar. It's mlnation.net forward slash fear. Okay, mlnation.net forward slash fear. Go check it out, register, and I look forward to seeing you on the training. Hey, Tony, you've been amazing. As you wrap up the show, some really quick questions to pick your brain. And these can be uh, really quick uh, answers, okay? Rapid fire. Rapid fire. So first one, what is one of your favorite success quotes that motivates you? Yes, whether you think you can or you think you can't, you are right. This is my favorite. Henry Ford. What is one habit that's helped you become successful? The Miracle Morning. <clears throat> and if you guys know me, I talk about it all over the place, The Miracle Morning. So uh, go buy the book Miracle Morning by Hal Elrod. And if you're in network marketing, there's one for that too. And I was interviewed in the book. So what is your morning routine? Um, yes. So in the, so it, in the book, it'll, it'll tell you the routine to follow and I actually just plug it in. So I do, um, four minutes of silence. I do four minutes of affirmations. I do four minutes of visualization. I do 20 minutes of exercise and I've increased that because I'm on an exercise challenge right now. So I do about an hour of exercise and I do 20 minutes of reading or, um, I listen to podcasts a lot. So I kind of replaced reading with podcasts learning. So that is my, that's my morning routine. And then I have breakfast, I get ready, I shower. Most days I shower and then uh, and then I get to work. So you said <laughs> four minutes, four minutes of silence. And then what's yeah. after that? Four minutes affirmations. of affirmations. Yeah. Four minutes of affirmations. And then after that visualization, four so, minutes of visualization. And then you go into exercise, exercise. Sometimes I'll do my podcast or reading first and I'll mix those up. But at, at, that's, Generally, how it goes. How long do you do your uh, personal development if you do in podcast? 20. 20 minutes. 20 minutes. Very cool. Hey, uh, what's the best piece of advice you ever received? Probably don't quit. You know, it's as simple as that. Um, really, because it's the only, I mean, it's probably, I mean, there's so many, but that best one, don't quit. What's your favorite prospecting tool? So say someone comes to you, they're interested in a qualified prospect. Do you send them a link to the online video or do you get on the phone with them immediately? Do you uh, still do easel presentations? I mean, what do you use? <laughs> Watch me flip this chart, Simon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really good at the, the, the easel thing, yeah. Um, I have two things that I will, I, will, I will send them to. So depending on who I'm talking to, if they're more interested in the product or the business side, if they're interested in the business side, I do send them to a recorded presentation that I've personally done. And that's hosted on a, a private page on my blog. So I just take them to a blog page and it has that presentation. Um, however, generally, our, we're blessed. Our company does have a really good um, video presentation. So we do use corporate material as much as we can just to not confuse the duplication strategy of our team. Um, so that between one or the other, those will be my presentation and, and uh, presentation tools that I use. Do you have a favorite app on your phone or online resource like a Dropbox or Evernote that you could recommend? Evernote for sure. Um, I use Messenger is like my favorite app. 
okay? And I used to hate Facebook and I used to hate messages because I was like, oh, it's so distracting from your MMAs, your money-making activities. But this has been a huge leverage tool, um, Facebook Messenger. So it's a great prospecting, connecting, and, and present, presenting tool. And then I also love Word Swag. It's for like creating cool images, quote images, and fun images that get a lot of engagement and interaction on social media. What's one book you could recommend? To, uh, you, you mentioned Miracle Morning by Hal Elrod and also Miracle Morning for Network Marketers. Any other books you could recommend to ML Nation? Yeah, um, I really like the book Influence by Robert Caldini. Cialdini, or however you say it. I always say Caldini, but some people say Cialdini, but influence is it's called The Psychology of Influence. And uh, if you really, it's kind of like a more advanced version of how to win friends and influence people. Um, but I didn't really want to say that one because that one, I think everyone knows in your, in your world. But influence is going to be where it's at for sure. Awesome, awesome book, must read. By the way, you just pronounced it. <laughs> No one knows how to pronounce a guy's last name. You said Caldini, Caldini. I actually always thought it was Caldini, so I have another version. But Robert, okay. but I don't know. You may be right. This is interesting. I but don't know who's Go right. get that book, Influence, the Psychology of Persuasion. Really, really good book. I still remember exactly where I was when I read that. Hey, mm -hmm. Tanya, here's the last question. The million-dollar question. You ready? I don't know. Let's do it. Let's I'm always go. ready. Let's do it. Million-dollar question. Imagine you had to start all over again, and you knew no one. So you didn't even know Caesar, you didn't know your family, you no one. You have zero friends, zero Facebook friends, zero. You're kind of alien that went to another galaxy. But you had all your current knowledge, skills, and wisdom. What's the first thing you would do or the first place you go to find prospects and build an MLM business from scratch? Okay. So I did a blog post on this, and I walked people how through how. But here's the two places. On social media, I would go to Viral Content B or Quora. And the reason for that is if you're in health and wellness and you go to viral content B, you can actually search for all health and wellness or fitness bloggers in the entire world. <clears throat> that are, that ex well, not in the entire world, but anybody that's on that platform trying to promote their blog. So then I would connect with those people because I know they're in my industry and they're probably, if they're trying to promote their blog, they're trying to make money with their blog because nobody works for free. <laughs> so I would connect with those people and I would say something like, hey, I see you have a blog in this you know, arena, this industry. I see that you're a health and wellness blogger. How are you currently monetizing your blog? I would ask them that question. And then they would tell me and I would say, hey, I'd, I don't know if you would be interested. This is completely off the cuff, but uh, I like your blog. And I think, you know, I was on your about page. I read a little bit about you, learn a little bit about them on their blog. And then say, hey, I'm also in the health and wellness industry if I had a health and wellness business. And uh, I was wondering if you would all keep your business options open to add another revenue stream to what it is that you're already doing. Awesome. And I would connect with people that are already in your space, trying to make money in your space. And then I would connect with those people and I'd build some relationships with them and see if they were open. Because yes, you can go to the coffee shops and the grocery stores and the shopping malls around your area, but you don't know if those people are looking to make an income in the industry that you're in. This is very targeted and it works amazing. And when I teach the strategy to my team, they always sign people up, always, always. So those are some of my best nuggets for you, Simon, in your community. 
Awesome stuff. Hey, I learned something new. Really, really good. Thank you so much, Tanya. As we wrap up, any last words of advice? And what's the best way listeners can connect with you and learn about what you do and how you totally. can help them? So if every, everyone's on Facebook, so if you're watching the live, you're on Facebook, just uh, connect with me over at facebook.com forward slash Tanya Eliza. That'll take you to my Facebook page. And really, you can connect with me in all areas from my Facebook page. My blog link is there. I've got a private Facebook group that you can connect with me. It's all there. And I appreciate you, um, Simon, for allowing me to share that with your community. Thank you. Appreciate it. You're welcome. Any uh, any last words? Oh, my gosh. So, Simon, thank you for having me. I just have to say, you guys, um, part of MLM Nation, you guys have such a servant leader with Simon and his team. I've had the opportunity to meet him on multiple occasions. So, Prophet is never recognized in his own hometown. So, definitely, you're in good hands with Simon. He's absolutely a gem. And uh, I just want to thank you for having me. And honestly, if you're in network marketing, if you're not completely committed, get committed. Um, Because if you treat this business and this profession like a profession and like a business, it will pay you more than what you think that you might be worth right now. And it might be, you know, it'll blow your mind in the next five, 10 years. It really, really will. At least it has for mine and my family. And the more I can, uh, you know, share the love of this industry to everybody, the, the better I am too. And the better you know, the industry is. So thank you for having me to share a little bit of my story and a little bit of nuggets for your, for your community. So I mean, you guys are absolutely rock stars. Appreciate it. Hey, ML Nation, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And today you may hang with a rock star, Tanya Eliza. So keep up the momentum and go to mlnation.net and type in Tanya, T-A-N-Y-A at the search bar and all the nuggets of wisdom, Tanya's contact info, her blog, check it out. Her website will be right We'll be right there. Definitely connect with her. In order to be successful in life and in network marketing, you must help others. So, Tanya, thanks again for sharing your valuable time with ML Nation. We're grateful to you, and we appreciate you for having a positive impact on millions of distributors worldwide. Thank you so much again, and God bless you. My pleasure. Hey, ML Nation. How would you like to track an endless supply of leads using Facebook, especially with Facebook Live? I'm sure you know Facebook Live is the rage right now. You've been on them. You've probably seen one of our Facebook Lives. And, you know, top leaders, a lot of my good friends in the profession right now are crushing it. They're like the top income earners, top recruiters. Where do you get these people? From Facebook Live. And even at ML Nation, I'm sure you've seen one of our Facebook Lives. We get anywhere from like a 60 to 70 so to sometimes 90 to 100 leads a day using our five-stage Facebook Live system. And on I'm doing a free training right now on this webinar. We can go to the five stages and what to do because Facebook Live is not just turning on the camera and just saying a few things. There's actually a list of things you need to do and not to do and how to really be efficient and productive with this. And when I taught the five-stage Facebook Live system to one of my coaching clients, she immediately, even though she never really did lives before, started getting 20 to 30 leads a day to grow her business. So imagine you had 20 to 30 leads a day. What would have happened? What would happen to your business? What would happen to your income, right? So check out this training. You can just go to mlnation.net forward slash live, L-I-V-E. Okay, mlnation.net forward slash live, where you can learn the five-stage Facebook Live system so that you can attract an endless supply of leads. Go register right now, mlnation.net forward slash live, and I look forward to seeing you at the free training. Hey, MLM Nation, the Simon Chan. A great episode from Tanya Eliza. Tons of gold nuggets there. Definitely connect with her. I'll go to mlnation.net. And just on the search bar, look for Tanya, T-A-N-Y-A, Tanya Eliza. Um, 
quick recap here. Number one is, you know, belief, right? It's all about building her belief. She, her business really started taking off when she went to her first event. Okay, events, 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 events. Yeah, she actually flew like, what, 13 hours from Vancouver all the way down to Florida. And that's, if you look at the map of the U.S. and Canada, that's exactly like a diagonal. You're talking about the, you know, the northwest to the southeast. Uh, but, you know, just being coachable, I think that's one thing that helped her. She was very shy, quiet. And actually, Tanya and I, it's funny because I didn't mention this on the show. We were at recently at an event in Florida, and uh, we were both like, shy and quiet, and we are like, Hiding out during the, during the event when uh, some of the spe- you know other other activities were going on, then we'll meet up back later at night. And even during that dinner at night, we're just like, oh, we don't really want to be here. We'd rather be up in our rooms. Uh, but we came here to network, and and then uh, we just hung out, and then we just sharing a lot of stories about her. She you know she was shy and quiet, but she made it because she hung in there. She never gave up. Right? It takes time to learn, and for her, it's getting that belief going. Right, getting the belief and being coachable. Whatever her upline said, she did. And even how she got started in the business, she was very skeptical. Her friend, and she just came to support her friend. Right, that's a good opening line. Can you just come and support me? Come to my house. I just started something. Come and support me. Tony was good friends with her, came to support, was very, very close-minded. Did it was very skeptical. She's like an analytical type. She comes from a finance background. It's analytical. Uh, but it was her upline. Right, there her sponsors upline using your upline credibility, and that got Tanya in. And once she got started, she was very coachable. Okay, now one of the things she, don't do, she says, don't just send an email to all your face, you know, your uh, Gmail to blast your emails or blast all your Facebook friends with Messenger, especially if you haven't connected with them w- with a while. Right, it would be weird. But e- even if you've done that, it's okay to go back. You could say, simply apologize and reconnect with them, and maybe invite them harder, build that relationship a little, little bit. You know, um, Tanya actually got started uh, in, in, online because she was looking for a way to duplicate. And she mentioned some of the big aha moments. I don't know if you t- uh, took this. First of all, when duplication, when she was copying or upline, she copied everything. The way the presentation was done. Even the, I don't know if you mentioned this, notice this, the jokes. Even the jokes, she copied the jokes, copied the timing of the jokes, when the jokes were told, word for word. That is how you get. I think a lot of people say, oh, I'm going to duplicate, but I'm going to do my version, my way. No, you don't even have any success. So cops, listen, be coachable instead. And ultimately what duplicates is, there's, you know, there's really many, many ways that kind of Tanya talked about the easel, was very tiring, but the easel duplicated. She was making, you know, making enough for her to like 1500 2000 a month to go full time, right? Maybe it was going full time a little early, but she was committed. She had other things going on, personal things. So she, so in terms of duplication, normally a leader finds a way that works for them. Right? The easel may work for some other people, may not work for you. Um, but find a way and then you stick with it. And once Tanya found us online, she liked that. And she really, she went to, she didn't actually uh, went to the details when she went to Costa Rica, was helping a friend open a restaurant. So she still wanted to build, because her company wasn't open in Costa Rica. She wanted to still build, right? Recruit people in the U.S. and Canada. And that's how she got online. And she talked about, I don't know if you paid attention, she took a year to spend over 12,000 courses. Right over a year or so until like 2011, late 2011, 2012, she had a breakthrough and got at least 10 new leads a day. So stay with it, never, never quit. You know how to build online? Just look, think of ways to automate things. Right? Ask questions, what people want to know, and if people are open-minded, they want to learn more. Send them to a private Facebook group. Right now, that is popular. Send them to a closed Facebook group where you can share more content, and and then you can build a relationship with them, and then send them a link for them to look at. Right? So. Uh, next thing is blogging. 
blogging, blogging. I love blogging. Blogging was something that helped me. I, I've been blogging since uh, actually started as an easy back in 2006 and became a blog in 2008. Gave me authority um, in my niche, in my company at that time, and then in, in my space. And also ML Nation, creating consistent content, right? And if you don't know what a blog about, the cool thing about blog is you own it. You know, I, I know many leaders who actually had the Facebook accounts suspended for a little bit of time, right? And stop the business. But when you own a blog, it's like instead of renting, you're owning your own house, right? So social media should be driving people to the blog. That's important. Just like Tanya, she's very good in social media, but she's driving to her blog. If that's her home, that's something she owns. And if you don't know what, uh, if you don't know what, you know, direction, what you blog about, there's either two ways, either blogging about the business or blogging about your, whatever industry you're in, whether it's services, travel, health. Just think about when you jump out of bed, what are you passionate about? And that's what you should focus to be. I love the way she talks about it because when you're passionate about it, you always give better, better content. And if you don't know what to talk about, you know, just click on whatever. If you're in health, go to Health Magazine, look at the covers on Google, and just those are great topics for you to talk about there. So, and then, you know, Tanya shared about her morning routine. I love that because I'm a very big morning person. I have a specific routine as well. And also, uh, her million-dollar question, your viral content B, like the Buzzy B, B-E-E, or Quora, is a great uh, resource of finding bloggers. You can connect with them and help them monetize their blog. Great place for finding um, prospects out there, social media. So, hey, awesome show. Definitely worth listening to again and again. Connect with Tanya, mlnation.net. Search for Tanya, T-A-N-Y-A at the search bar. And also, if you like this, please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. We really appreciate it. And this is Simon Chan. I'm loud and proud to be this amazing profession. Thanks again to Tanya Liza. Thank you, ML Nation, for listening. And remember, we're in the profession to help others. So go out there and have a positive impact on someone's life today. God bless you all. Thank you so much for joining us today on MLM Nation. Head over to MLMNation.net for full recaps of every show, our training articles, and helpful resources. Your MLM success is waiting for you. 